Welcome to this message from Port Life Church. Our goal is to bring life to the Port community and beyond. And our hope is that this message will inspire and encourage you today. Morning. How are we all? Some people are doing all right. That's good. Everyone's had a bit of a chance to uh, hopefully digest some of what we looked at last week. Wow. Not a great start. All right, here we go. Uh, this is, we, I did say last week we're going to break this up over two weeks because last week really was what the two campuses, us and Seaview as a whole, um, the direction of the church is looking to go um, over the next 10 years-ish, a little bit less than that. And today the focus is really about what we as a campus are going to be doing this year. So hence I thought it's important first of all to look at the long-term plan of where we sense God is calling us as a church and then just honing in on particularly the next um, 12 months as part of that. And so for those of you that weren't here last week, and I'm going to guess that some weren't here, I wouldn't have a clue who was and wasn't here last week, I'm going to do a little, um, just a quick recap, if that's okay. But I'll keep it really short because the beauty of things today is you can always go online and have a look if you weren't here. So um, thanks, Becky. We'll get into the next, um, the first slide now. I don't normally show a slide like this, but I want to show you this, this, well, I don't know why people are laughing, but I want to show you what last year was like. <laughs> like, you, 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 you get to January and there's just no church. And, and this has gone on for the last three years where you, you start to try and build something again and then all of a sudden you, you have outbreaks and there was all sorts of things going on that meant that we tried to do what was right and and at times we, we didn't have services and you can see the impact of that. And if I showed you the last three years, it's absolutely crazy. It's really like a roller coaster um, where at one point we were shut for four months. So, but I think the positive sign is here. Um, we are heading on an upward trajectory, which is lovely to see. Um, and hopefully we won't be seeing any more of those things that we saw in the past um, over the last three years. So that's the only reason I wanted to show that. But anyway, let's move on from that. We'll, our vision is bringing life to our communities. I said last week it used to be about bringing life to the port community, but our community has expanded. We have Seaview as well, as well as we feel like Myanmar is one of our communities, as you'll hear a little bit about today. Um, but our focus in particular is on bringing life. And if you're part of this church or you're contemplating being part of it, then you become part of it if you are willing to help bring life wherever you are. In all that you do throughout the week, not just on Sundays. In all that you do, in, all, in the way that you live your life, we want our people to bring life. So let's start, this, we break this down. How do we do that? We break this down into three different things. And the first one is we want people to know genuinely. In other words, we want people to keep it real. So we want you and you want me, I'm sure you want me as one of the pastors here to be real, to not put on a fake me on a Sunday and a different me on a Monday. If you want me to be 
the good and the all that you get with Josh, then wouldn't it be awesome if we're all like that, that all of us are genuine? I think community is crying out for genuine people, not people that are hypocritical, not people that are two-faced. They just want to know the real you. And I think there's a really powerful thing in that. And so we will be encouraging our people in all that we do to be getting to know God genuinely and getting to know um, people genuinely. Can we go to the next one, please? We want people to love radically. Jesus loved radically. You know, he loved his enemies. He blessed them. And we want to do the same here. What a powerful thing it is when we love people in a radical way, when we do what they're not expecting or we do things that they don't actually deserve. That's what it actually means to really love radically. And so we want people to love people to the point that it makes them wonder, why is a person doing this for me? Why? And it makes them wonder, like, why is this person being so nice? Really, they, they shouldn't be after what I've, the way I treated them. Well, that's what it's all about. It's about making people wonder. And it was so good to hear Sally was reporting back to me something that, you know, we went to a wedding last weekend with uh, Caroline and Amos's wedding. Great wedding, by the way. But it was the first wedding that I've ever been to where the, within one minute of the wedding starting, I think, I think it was in, within the first minute, we go to a song and the two of them are out the front, eyes closed, worshipping God as we sang a song. Now, I've not seen this at a wedding before, but I'll tell you what it would have done. It would have made people wonder. There was plenty of people that know nothing about church, nothing about God, people about to, what is meant to be their day, and there they are giving it all to God. It was really powerful, I've got to say. So well done to them. They're off on their honeymoon. They should have been here this morning, but I'm joking, <laughs> joking, joking. They're up somewhere up north having fun, which is great. But I've got to tell you, it was a really powerful statement to everyone that went, Christian and non-Christian, what their priorities were going to be. That's what I mean, make people wonder. <laughs> Finally, the last one, serve passionately. Now, I'm, I truly believe we should all want to serve God passionately just out of the fact of what God has done for us. We don't really need any other reason to serve passionately. When I think about all that God's done for me, I can't help but want to give back to God. <laughs> I know I can't earn his favour and I know I can never do stuff that would, would have God um, getting into his good books, but it's out of this understanding of just how much God loves me, how much God has done for me despite the issues in my life, despite the weaknesses that I have, despite the times that I've done the wrong thing, God nevertheless wants the best of my life, wants to bless me. How can I not want to serve him? So we want to encourage you to serve God. And the, one of the best ways we serve God is just by serving people, serving others. Serve passionately. Be the difference. Be the difference that might lead another person to coming to know Jesus Christ. The final part that I looked at last week was, as, as I said, was our 10, it's not really our 10-year, it's an eight-year goal. It's our 2031 goal is to be a church of four family-friendly campuses by our 75th anniversary. And so what that's about 
is Nick put it beautifully to the young adults earlier in the week. He said, it's not about going up, it's about going out. We do not want to be, we, we're not going to be, it's not something we would ever be entertaining, but we don't want to just become a church that wants to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and look how good we are. As we said last week, like they did at Babel, when it was like, you know, to make themselves famous and everyone look at me and aren't we so good. We want to be a church that produces more people coming to know Jesus Christ. And we feel the best way to do this, we really feel that God's put this on our heart. Make sure that whatever we do here is not about us. And the best way we can do that is make sure that we're continually giving out, not trying to go up. And so that's the heart behind what we're doing. For most people here, they can remain here. It doesn't need to affect individuals. Church here will be, for many people, sort of as per normal. But the more we go out... The more people we have to send, the more people here have to rise up. So in fact, it creates opportunities for everybody, huge opportunities, and it will change the way we think as a church. But I believe that the next eight years, for all of you that choose to be part of this, you are setting up a legacy for who knows how many generations because it'll be four, year, four churches in eight years' time, but what if it's 16 churches in 30 years' time? And what if it's reached into new areas where there just there isn't church? I'm so excited of the direction we're going and we want to do these well. We're not just going to plant churches and, you know, hope that they survive. We are planning this in a way, like with Seaview, that it is done in a way that will result in salvations, that will result in in change and, and be of huge benefit to that community. So that is a summary of that. What that means for us for the next three years, I think you'll see that on the screen now, is that we have to start setting up discipleship and leadership pathways and by that we mean serious ones if we're going to seriously plant two churches and send out some strong teams with good strong leadership we need to be investing into our our people here and in Seaview. Um, We will be introducing a levy as I said last week and as I said last week that doesn't require people here to give differently to their normal offering that is money that we will take from the offering and we will put that Aside, in the first three years, it's about 32,000. In the next three years, it makes about 64,000. And in the final three years, about 90 odd. So it makes nearly 200,000 without asking anyone for an extra cent. Because we're going to just budget part of what has come in and put it aside because we're saying this is how serious we are about church planting. So we are going to do this. It will not be an extra burden on this community. Having said that, as I said last week, if you, if you are passionate about church planting, you are more than welcome. If you go, look, I've got a little bit of extra money, I'm happy to put it into that. We will have a separate bank account for that. You can always come and inquire of us and we would be more than happy to help you there. What will be happening either this year or probably next year is we will start to work out who that next leader will be of that third campus And then getting with that leader, starting to appoint a team that they can start working with. We we don't want to send them and they all get to know each other. They need to be working together here while they're still here. And then we'll send them out a couple of years later. So that will be um, the plan going forward. I think it's exciting. I've got to say, as I said, it won't change a lot for you here unless you choose to let it change a lot. And I'm hoping you're going to see a lot of people here step up and do things that make them a little uncomfortable. That's a good thing. All right.
That's good. I'm hearing Nick's happy. Someone's happy. No, he's happy. Cool. Tim's happy. Right. Heard a voice. Okay. So 2023. And so it begins. This is, can I go to the next slide? This is our vision in a nutshell. Don't you love the fact that our vision now, like we don't have a vision with 18 pages that people have to try and memorise and that's it. There's nothing more to it. That's the whole vision. Um, if you can learn that, I would really, really appreciate it. If you can learn it, but more importantly, if we can live it. It's good to learn it, but it's great to live it. I tell you, if we live that, we will see salvations. Lots of them. That's where we want to live this. All right, let's go to the next one. In church, as part of this, we're going to be doing some interesting uh, topics. I'd like to let people know ahead what we've been sensing that God's calling us to this year. The first three months, we're going to look at the vision unpacked into sermons. You're going to, by the end of this three months, if you didn't know the vision, you're really going to know it with what we're going to do in the first three months. But after that, what I'm really excited about as some of the staff as well is we're going to spend four months just on the book of John later in the year. Four months. We're going to go through every book, every chapter of the book of John. Now, some of you might be going, well, that's probably going to be overkill. But I'll tell you what, the Gospels are so awesome. And the book of John, wait, just, you should really look forward to this. I'm looking forward to it. But just being able to really unpack that book, it is an awesome book. And I would encourage you, now that you know what's going to happen in August to November in particular, can I encourage you, read the book of John two or three times before we even start that? In fact, I've always always said to a new Christian or a person saying, where do I start with the Bible? I would always say, if you want God to really change your life, go and read the gospel twice, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and see if that hasn't changed your life. Just start with that. Read that twice. The gospels are beautiful. They are awesome. They are powerful. And this year we've really sensed the book of John is for this church. I don't 100% know why yet, but I'm sure when, the, when we get to that point, God will reveal it, why we need to do that specific book this year. Let's, let's keep going on to the next one, please. All right, so this will become a breakout as our new Wednesday night service. This will become a key part of our long-term vision because it's during this that we will specifically next year be creating a, a significant leadership pathway through the breakout thing. And so it's on a Wednesday night, it's from seven to eight o'clock and it's for people that want to go deeper. It's for people that go, you know, we understand on a Sunday morning, yeah, well, we have to preach sermons and we have to try and consider people um, from age about 11 through to all ages. And we've also got to consider people that, that don't even, are very new to Christianity and people that have been there for 60, 70 years. Where do you pitch it? And so this is a real chance for us outside of a Sunday to really go deeper. Have a look at the first term. You can see that on the screen here now. Um, starting on March the 1st, um, we've got three different subjects that we'll be offering. The first one is making sense of the Bible, hermeneutics, and then being empowered by the Holy Spirit um, and talking with God and going into deep of how we can um, do that. And you'll see what that is in a minute in term two making sense of the Old Testament, 
Um, there'll be foundation, spiritual leadership, and raising hell, which is for preschool parents, which you'll love that one. Okay, and we go to the next one, please. In term three, making sense of the New Testament. Um, we're going to do foundations part two, spiritual leadership part two, and being empowered by the Holy Spirit again. Some of these will be repeats so that people can pick and choose ones. And in term four, um, we've got Pastor Hans Vortman coming, and he's going to do moving in the Holy Spirit. Um, and we're going to, get, again, offer making sense of the Bible and, and another one, discovering your strengths. So can I go to the next slide? Because we can now show you some of the details for this first term. So have you ever been confused about the meaning of a scripture? One person's telling you it means this, while another's saying something completely different. Who do you listen to? Or should you just follow your own conscience? The best thing we can do is improve our understanding of hermeneutics. If you want the Bible to make more sense, then this course is for you. If you're reading the Bible and you're going, I don't really understand it, I don't really know how I'm meant to try and interpret this, I don't really, I can't even work out where to start, can I encourage you? This is a good place to start. It'll push you a little bit, but it'll help you when you're reading the Bible go, oh, I, I can actually, I've got some tools now to try and help me to make better understanding of Scripture. The next one. Jesus told his disciples they'd be baptised in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Why is it so important? If you want to know more about this and you've struggled to be filled with the Holy Spirit or want to learn more about how to be empowered by this amazing gift, this course is for you. Maybe you've come from a church background where the Holy Spirit is not spoken about much at all. That's the case in some churches. Well, you know, if that's the case and you're just curious to see what this is all about, we would encourage you, come along, see, see what you think. Uh, the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit. The last one, talking with God. Do you struggle to hear God's voice? Do you find it hard to know how or what to pray? Do you get frustrated when your prayers don't seem to get answered? In this course, we're going to explore the way people in the Bible prayed and discover how we can give our worries to God and feel closer to Him. If you've been praying for that Lamborghini and it hasn't arrived, this course <laughs> is definite. No, this course will not help you. You know, when we pray for things, it actually has to be in line with God's will, not just what you want. Sorry, bit of a spoiler alert, but anyway, just in case. Right, can we go to the next one? Another thing, obviously, is our, what's been great is out of COVID is, of course, we have online services. And so people this morning are probably watching from home. Do you know, even from like last weekend, over 200 people have gone and viewed our service from last weekend. It's, it's quite significant. The number, had we didn't, if we didn't have that, like I don't know what we would have done capacity-wise in the church, but it's been such a good thing. And for people that have been sick or for whatever reason can't make it, um, how good is that? I mean, even our young married couple, Amos and Carolyn, they watched the service the day after they got married. They watched it last weekend live. That was a bit crazy, but I wouldn't have done that. But anyway, there you go. Um, when I got married, the internet didn't exist. So there, I don't think it did. I don't know. Um, so that's just one thing on that, though. Tim's doing a great job with that, by the way, isn't he? With all the online. Tim and his team, of course. Team of camera people and people doing editing and sound and all that sort of stuff. It's so awesome to see that. But we are going to make a change to it as of not this week, but as of next week. We used to do a live stream and we are going to cut the live stream beginning next week. So what will happen is, so for those watching online, we're not getting rid of it, but we are going to first allow Tim 
to go in after church, make a few changes. Some of the sound recording, it's really hard when we're going live, but he's then going to quickly get after church, do some editing, and maybe in that half an hour or so after church finishes, it will go up live and it'll be much nicer to the ear the way that that'll take place and any issues that have been will have been ironed out. So um, in case you're wondering, that's what's going to be happening starting next week. Life groups is another way that we would encourage people to really connect and I'm hoping that through breakout that if even through that you might do a course of people, I'm really hoping that people might even from that start to connect with people and then on the opposite weeks um, join a life group. We won't have life groups on the week of breakout. Breakout is only three times this term, four times term two, four times term three, three times term four, 14 nights in the year can I really encourage you to really give breakout a go? I think all of us should be trying to extend ourselves in our knowledge and understanding of God. And um, I think it's a great investment into your, into your spiritual walk. It's a can't think of a better thing for us to be doing than actually spending time learning more about the Bible and more about God. Now, I do have some brochures to give out for the breakout. I'm going to keep going, but I've got some people here that are going to just distribute those as I keep going. So after church, out in the foyer, on the outside foyer, there's going to be a sign-up table. We would love you to sign up today. Everyone's known about this, I think. Well, most of you have known about this was coming, but we would really encourage you, sign up for this. This is only for the course for term one. It's for three nights, but um, we would love you to uh, consider that. So take that away, think about that, and that'll be out in the foyer afterward. All right, I've got a, lot, a few other things we need to talk about. The challenge for me here is that with our no love and serve, it actually, the no love and the serve, I can't separate them with different ministries. They're actually all intertwined into all that we do. In every ministry you're going to see up here, everything is intertwined. So even, even with breakout, you know, breakout in particular is about knowing and loving God it's getting to know God, but it's also about getting to know other people that you're in the room with and just connecting. And I think from that, um, there's an opportunity there for people to, um, particularly for love, because what will happen is as you make those connections with people in your group, in some of those classes where people have got opportunities to share in that, you'll find out things that are happening in other people's lives. Next thing you know, you might be there preparing a meal for them or something. All of a sudden, you're showing love. But everything can be interconnected the more you get to know people. Green Monkeys is going to be another key part of this year. It's a really, really powerful thing that Joe and the team do. Joe does an awesome job of leading Green Monkeys. Thanks to Joe. She's probably out there at the moment, I'm guessing. I don't know. But Green Monkeys on Mondays and Wednesday mornings to the community. Um, it's such a blessing. And just see that team. Joe and the team, the way that they love on the, the young mums and even on some of the grandparents that come in at times, it is so powerful what they're doing. Um, just being a blessing, getting to know, at times showing love and serving the people of this community. What a powerful thing that is. And it's the same with youth, exactly the same with Nick and the team going out and they're doing the same. They're getting to know, love and serve the young people of this community. So such an awesome thing. Can we go to the next slide as well? Thank you. Christmas baskets we're going to do again 
this year, we are going to really focus in this year on green monkeys, particularly. So, um, in other years, we've looked at we've we've focused in on people from a few different ministries, but this year we're really going to target strongly green monkeys with that. But it's such a blessing to people in the community. I wish I could show you some of the. I wouldn't out of privacy in that, but just seeing some of the stories and the people that receive baskets and how much that blessed them and how challenging their life is and what a difference this little thing made to them. Can I just assure you, your money and those that got involved to help in whatever way you did went a long way and really does make a difference in the lives of people. So thank you, everybody. Another important area to talk about is Myanmar. This has been really challenging for us since COVID started. I haven't been able to visit there since 2019. Um, at the moment, we can't visit there. Uh, the government is still saying it is not a safe place for us to go. Bombs are still likely to go off um, in, in public places. So we can't get insurance, so we can't send people over there. But Myanmar is where we, many years ago, bought land, built a children's home, and then in 2021, completed, well, it might have been 2022. Oh, can't remember now. It might have been 22. We actually completed a second building over there with all the generosity of the church here. And if you look at the photo here, this is our, these are our kids, and they look like me in a photo. They're so happy. Um, <laughs> if you see on the left there, you just see a little bit of that's the edge of the new building that we built. And the one on the right here, which you can't really see, they're, they're both, well, one's a three-storey on that one and this one's a two-storey building. So the kids live in here. These are all the kids from our children's home that we've had since they were like that tall. And um, that's, I think they're in their school uniform there. Um, and we're going to have our black tie dinner on the 1st of September. So please save the date. All proceeds of that will go to continuing to fund all our ministries overseas there. We are moving from West Lakes because of some of the challenges we've had there previously and them getting our food out. And so we're moving to the Crystal Function Centre this time in Port Adelaide. I've got a little photo of it there. Um, they've promised us that everyone will get food in 30 minutes. So we're like, okay, we're in. So that's going to be a really, really fun night. But again, all those proceeds will go to funding everything that we do in Myanmar. Can I now move on to the school? Oh, by the way, before I say that, or should say, Pete and Amy Rogers, I don't know where they are. Oh, they're over here, doing an outstanding job still in very trying conditions of looking after our, our Myanmar board and, and continually staying in contact with Andrew and the team over there, just trying to work out the best way to do this. They, they went over to Singapore and caught up with him last year and I will probably head over this year to try and meet him there as well so that we can work out where we go from here. But one other thing we will be doing this year or next year is we're looking at putting together a 10-year plan for what, where we go next with Myanmar and what we're going to do there. So that may or may not get completed this year. That might um, spill over to next year. We'll see how that goes. Can we move on now? Sorry to the school, Portside Christian College. Um, I would say, and I hope I'm not exaggerating, but I would say that this will be one of the most significant challenging years in the life of the school in a good for a good reason. 
Um, the school is about to embark in two huge projects. They're going to be getting underway um, this year. It just puts a lot of extra work on a lot of people, particularly our executive and our, our principal, Dr Sue Starling and Luke Vortman in particular, but even for Adam and Shay, who are our deputy principals overseeing as, as buildings are going up. It's going to be a very challenging time, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. But I'm going to take you through some of this, but let's just start, first of all, with something that took place in 2022. You would have noticed that um, at the beginning of last year, there was a bit of a dirt patch over there where they'd ripped out all the old hills and trees and everything that was there. It was, it was, it was a pretty useless area, to be honest, with what there was. But we managed to organise permission from the council and you can see what was put there. And if, if you drive past now, um, you can see that the, uh, you know, I like these laser things, it's quite fun. But there's the new courts. Um, this road here, was we, we had that put in. Um, a couple of years ago, remember these big massive power lines here? They used to go right through there. So everything's ready to get going now. We're ready to roll. So can we then go to the next one? We're in that building. We're in, we're in that building there now. And then there's the kids, our kids are there now, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and... This one here is the one that's about to be bulldozed later this year. So that'll be at the end of term three. That one will go. And uh, can we go to the next slide? So that's, that's what's going to be replacing it, that there, which um, that doesn't look too great, does it? Um, we'll go to the next slide. It might look better. That's the new building that's going up. Um, so, yeah, that will commence in term four. Can we just show the next slide as well? Thanks. This is what the outside is going to look like. There's currently some basketball courts out there. We're looking at putting lots of handball courts again. Um, sorry, there's a basketball court over here at the moment um, and a lot of just sort of bitumen here. But we're looking at putting in amphitheatre, lots of shelters, play areas. Can we go to the next one? You'll get an idea of the sort of feel of what we're going for um, with what's going to be taking place. This is the... Um, Clover Green Space are the ones that have been designing all of this. I can tell you, it's going to be awesome. Can you even imagine, and Sue may not like this, but I don't know, but can you imagine after church when we can just wander out, <laughs> have a barbecue out there? That's going to be so good. Thanks, Sue. <laughs> can we go to the next one? Um, this is the other project that's going to be taking place this year. This will be our new early learning centre. So we are currently, um, uh, we are currently down here. Down, we're down here somewhere. There's the train station. There's Ethelton train station. So that's over here. So what would happen is, yeah, over there you'll see there's some empty blocks of land. That's now gone through um, and is in the final stages of getting approval. We're looking, we're looking to, and I, I hate giving dates because then something happens. But we, 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 the aim is that this building will be finished before the end of the year. I will say that. That is the aim. But that building should start in the coming months. That will start a lot sooner than the stage one. Um, can we just go to the next slide? Some of you will have seen some of these before. So that's what it looks like from Marion Street. Um, and the next one, thank you. Um, so that's the, the floor plan. You can see here we've also got one, two, and you can't see that playground goes up there. Um, but with the next slide, you might get a bit of an idea. 
they're starting, sorry, so that's the car park on the other side of the road, but here they're starting to create um, now what, what they're going to do with some of those playgrounds. So they're just starting to develop that um, right now, but it's getting very, very exciting. So you're going to see in, in the coming months you'll start to see some activity. Can we go to the next one too, please? The college is going to, in the next couple of months, start a process where we go through a 10-year plan for the college as well. Sorry, yeah, a, more than a 10-year plan. It is a 10-year plan, but more than that. We're going to be re-looking at the values and the vision of the school. Whilst we have the infrastructure and the buildings are well on their way, we also want to, we feel it's time to really take a good look at those vision, at the vision and the values and see if they are still where we want it to be because we haven't done that now for 13, 14 years. And so there'll be a process that we're going through as a, as a school board and as an eldership and as a college exec over the coming months um, of working through all of that. And as we get some outcomes, you'll be made aware of that. Even here at church, um, we're going to be doing a little bit of works in the future. Um, this is still on the cards, by the way. I think I've mentioned it before that um, when we launched this, it was about three, three weeks before COVID hit. And I went, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't do this now. But you can see already that we... We don't have a lot of capacity left. We've got a bit of capacity, but we don't have a lot left. And we are so keen to have kids having a proper kids' church and we're, we're actually really keen for breakout to be in another, in an appropriate-sized room. And so we're looking to knock down all those offices and we're looking at turning that into um, it's going to be a multi-purpose hall. It'll be used on Friday nights for youth, on Sundays for kids' church, um, on use of breakout and all sorts of different activities that we can do throughout the week that it's really hard. We don't have a lot of space. Um, the school's also growing and the school has its challenges. We have challenges working where can we do things when, when school's happening. And so we are looking at doing this. If you haven't started um, contributing to this, could I genuinely encourage you, please, could you prayerfully consider doing this uh, we need to get this to a certain point so that we can actually pull the trigger on this one. But I'll give you some of the data of where we're looking at. If I go to the next one, we'll borrow about 350. That's about what we feel the church can do. We have to obviously consider interest rates and what's happening there. But we really, our, our aim is to get the congregation, to, if we can raise 350 as well, so that we get on that right that right starting point. And so if you haven't, I know many people have already started doing this and we've got a little over 67,000 in there and that's, that's a good start. It's a good starting point. But this year I really want to ramp this up and can I really encourage you to pray about this and to consider putting some money aside for this new building. It will... It will be so significant for where we're heading as a church in the next 10 years. It will be what we'll be able to use for developing people, for growing the youth group, um, for so many different ministries. It'll be a key part of this building. It'll be so good. Um, even for the kids at the moment, they're in a situation where they've had to split them off into three classrooms. They can't have a proper worship service as kids on a Sunday. 
there's just not the room to do that without people getting quite uncomfortable there. So can you imagine if we had that 200-seater thing out there, it would be so awesome. So please, can I encourage you, pray about this. And, and uh, we would love to see that figure really, really jump up. Let's go to the next slide. We will also this year... We've started to do some renovations last year, as you probably saw, we started painting out in the foyer and replacement of tables and chairs and, and some of the, the cafe areas being done up. That'll continue this year. And once that's done, that'll again spill out to what we originally intended to do, which is to create that outdoor foyer space this year as well. So there'll be some things, um, more and more renovations happening here, but huge renovations to the school in the next 12 months. This is so... Like, you know, the, the amount of money we're talking about, it's, it's serious work going on this year. So please pray for them. Pray for us as a board. They're big decisions that have to be made. Um, and, uh, you know, we just want to do what God calls us to do. But it's, it is really exciting time. So, yes, please pray that the board is given wisdom as they make these decisions. I have one other a little announcement that's really important this morning, and that is that I, I can also announce that um, our new business manager will be Becky Tholborn. <laughs> Becky's already um, part of our, our team here, and is, she's on the desk at the back right now, but her heart has always been to serve in the church. She's a very godly person and we can't think of a better person um, to be joining the team here and so that will be starting on February 20. She'll come and shadow Annika for a while and uh, her and Annika are good friends and so that's going to be really important just as we get that seamless transition across from Becky to Annika. Annika to Becky. You know what I mean. <laughs> oh. Oh. Pray, please pray for poor Annika here too. Please do that. Lord, may that house be finished. Oh. How can I be part of this? We, you know, the first thing we can do, this is how we can all, how can we all be part of this? And as I said at the beginning, I think the first thing we can all do is we can live that out. If you bring life, you are going to be part of it. But knowing Loving, serving. It'll make a huge difference if we do this. Can we keep going? Thanks. We'll go to the next one. I love the fact that if we go to the next slide, that our young ones are already doing that. They're getting to know people, they're getting to love, and they're getting to serve through the JDP program. It's really, really good. So I love the fact that we're a church that allows even the youngies to be part of it. Like... Their best is good enough. You know, that's all we're looking for, just their best. And they do that and they do it so well. And we're teaching them a really important principle. And that is that part of our life is we serve God. That's what we do. We love others. We get to know people. It's what we do. And we're building that into the DNA of these young people. So they're developing the culture of the church and at the same time having a, having a bit of fun doing that. And can I encourage us to be doing something very similar? I'd love it if you would consider getting involved this year. Maybe you've been coming for 
six months or nine months or a year and up until now you haven't actually dipped your feet in the water, can I encourage you, let this year be the year that you do that. You know, you don't have to give your life to the church. You give your life to Jesus. But what you do is by serving in the church, you're actually being, you are blessing so many people. And so it's not about, when you're serving here, it's not about, um, you, you don't lose everything. You don't lose all your freedom. You just get an opportunity to bless others. I think it's really, really important that we're doing that though. We can't, we have to at sometimes reach out to others. And I think, I can't think of a better way than getting involved. And as I said, we serve God best when we serve others. So if you want to get involved, please, you, you've seen my face at some point. You can come and chat to me. You can make a phone call during the week and say, can I, can I make an appointment to talk to one of the pastors because I'd like to get involved, whatever it be. We would be more than happy to sit down with you and talk through what you're passionate about and see if there's not something that you can't get involved with in the life of the church. Can I thank you for your giving as well as a church? This year, if we can get to 9.5K, we'll be sitting in a very healthy position because what I need to do this year, we want to not only cover everything, but we want to pay down the current debt that we've got. And if we can get to nine and a half K a week, we will absolutely be hitting that debt and hitting it hard. And if we can do that, um, we would clear that debt um, in the next two years. So can I really encourage you to, again, pray about what God's calling you to give for this year. Um, it's an important thing that we do. Again, we we don't give to please the church. We give out of what God has done for us. It's the same principle as the reason that we serve. But can I encourage you, if you, if you haven't started giving to the church and you want to do that again, um, Annika or the people at the help desk or someone will be able to help you there, but you've always seen our details on the screen anyway. But um, we would love to see if we can get that, as I said, up to nine and a half this year um, as we will definitely be setting ourselves up to do those projects that we want to do in the next couple of years. So thank you for your wonderful generosity. Um, let's go to the, the final slide. Bring life. I think it's really important that we're going to end today with communion. And... If you think about it, like the whole reason that we're doing what we're doing as a church, it's all because Jesus brought us life. And he did that through death. We were the ones that were destined to die. None of us were perfect. All of us had sinned. All of us did wrong. And the Bible says that the wages, for the wages of sin is death. It's what you earn. But Jesus loved us. He saw the situation and he loved us. And so he who didn't sin, Jesus Christ, was able to pay that penalty for us, die on a cross. Because he was perfect, he was able to pay for our sin. And so now any of us that come to him and ask for forgiveness, any of us that 
believe that he did die for our sin and that he rose again three days later, proving that he was God, not just a man, because he was able to do what others can't do, and that is defeat death. Proving that he was more powerful. And if you believe this, you will spend eternity with him because you've been forgiven for all that you've done. What a wonderful feeling it is to be forgiven. And that is what we come and do when we think of, when we do communion, when we take those elements, when we take the cup and we take the bread, it reminds us of what He did for us, that He brought us life. And that is what our whole vision is about. Our whole vision is knowing what God's done for us. We can't help but want to do others the same for others to help them to find what we have in Jesus. So I thought it'd be a really nice thing for us this morning to finish by, as a church, us remembering what the whole vision and everything that we do is about. It's about our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this message from Port Life Church. If you have any questions, please email info at portlife.org.au. Have a great day.